Now, listen. Listening is a form of active love. Self-help writer Sue Patton assures her readers that when someone receives us with open-hearted, non-judging, intensely interested listening, our spirits expand. Listening gives us writers the obvious benefits of the opportunity to build our dialogue writing skills and allows us to study how other people think. Listening to our characters, both heroes and villains, helps bring them to life. Olga knew the Bible. She had read and studied scripture or commentaries most every day for 30-some years, and she was a bright and conscientious student, the valedictorian of her high school graduating class, and her memory was remarkable. Yet every time we talked about biblical stuff, though she knew the Bible lots better than I do, she would listen and gently agree or disagree or else decline to give an opinion because she knew that truth is elusive, that we can learn from the wise, the foolish, and the in-between, and that our calling isn't so much to convince or educate people as to love them. And the more we practice love and learn to love better, the more effectively we can apply love to our work. Besides, the better we listen, the more we can understand the human heart, which is, after all, the essential subject of most every remarkable story. And pay attention. A master violinist spent time in a subway station playing an intricate piece on a violin worth millions, but few people paid him or his music any attention. Artists need to pay attention, but many of our heads are spinning too fast to allow us to stop and look. No doubt we could benefit from practicing some of the attentiveness meditation that's popular these days, unless the idea of practicing anything else than what we're already doing sends us into quakes of horror. Lately I've been writing, running Paralander College where I also teach, and raising my amazing Zoe, largely on my own. I'm determined she'll stay happy and as innocent as one can in a perilous world, and that she'll grow up emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially able to pursue whatever she's called to. All these tasks are privileges for which I'm grateful and which give me joy, but they don't leave much time to pay attention to the sunsets or old shoes Raymond Carver would have us view with amazement. I could quit running the college or quit teaching, and when the time's right, I will. Meanwhile, I often remind myself of the way my friend Bob cooks and washes dishes at a leisurely clip, as though he'd just as soon be doing those chores as anything else. The only way we busy folks can wash dishes without rushing is to convince ourselves that the other chores on our agenda aren't as urgent as we have considered them. Us Christians are advised that the only crucial chore is communing with God. Besides, in all but rare cases, the key to succeeding with our goals, whether they be clean kitchens or novels, isn't urgency but persistence. <laughs>